What is going on, y'all? Welcome back to episode 11 of the Know Your Worth podcast. I think I've decided at this point I'm just going to call you guys the Know Your Worthers. That's probably pretty terrible, but (laughs) regardless, um, that's what we're going to stick with for now. So today's episode, what are we talking about? We are talking about a few things. One of the main ones is going to be chivalry. It's going to be one of the very main points, chivalry and you know, what that means, we're going to define it, and why it's broken in today's day and age. And the reason I want to talk about this, because I keep seeing it come up over and over and over again on social media, women that I talk to, podcasts, it's an, it's an ongoing thing, especially in the millennial age, like 100%. It's just, it's proven to be a reoccurring pattern and something that's just been normalized. So I want to dive into it and how do we break the pattern? So, well, first of all, I just want to say I hope you guys are all doing well. Um, also, I'm going to promote this real quick. I was on a podcast recently where I was interviewed, and I think it'll be good for you guys to listen to to get to know me better because I feel like at this point, if you do follow me, if you listen to my podcast, you guys know who I am pretty well. But um, being interviewed, you do learn a lot more about a person because it dove deep into like my past and my childhood. So if you guys want to go check that out, um, the girl the woman that uh interviewed me excuse me her name is rachel dawson so if you go to my instagram i do follow her if you click on her page her um podcast is uh listed in her page in her bio but you can also just search her on apple Podcasts, just rachel dawson and that should come up i'll be the most recent one it's a ton of fun and she was awesome i'm thinking of actually having her on my podcast to interview her she's very knowledgeable and she wants to impact uh very much in the same way that i do so it was very cool Moving forward, so let's talk about chivalry. So let's just define chivalry first. I think it's important to have an understanding of what you're talking about when you bring up these topics. So chivalry, the definition by a source on Google, is the sum of the ideal qualifications of a knight, including courtesy, generosity, valor, and dexterity in arms. So what does that mean? Let's break it apart. Basically what that means is being a genuine human, but when you pertain it to women, you know, being courteous of women, being generous, um, and being caring towards their feelings, being empathetic. So really the best definition now in today's day and age is just being a gentleman rather than chivalry, but chivalry is, you know, that's the quote. Everyone says chivalry is now dead. And so I like to apply it to that because everyone knows what I'm talking about. And chivalry is dead for the most part. It's as sad as that is for me to say being someone that is very chivalrous and I just love the meaning of that and being a gentleman in today's day and age. It's very dead. It's not something that's common and it's something that's completely looked over and now we pertain it to you know, if you are chivalrous, if you are a gentleman, you're a bitch or you're a simp, you know, the word that everyone uses in today's day and age or you're too nice, you're Mr. Nice Guy, you know, you need to live life on the edge. And there's definitely a fine line between Someone being the nice guy that, you know, a lot of people say are weird because for whatever reason, you know, maybe they're, uh, I don't even know, really. (laughs) Maybe they're awkward socially. Maybe they don't know how to talk to women. Maybe they do things in a very creepy manner. Like from the feedback that I've gotten from women when they do say they meet a nice guy, that's usually what they're saying is like because the guy's nice, he doesn't have the social skills. He doesn't go out and do fun things. He doesn't live life on the edge. And there's definitely people that are like that. And I'm not judging them or putting them down. That's their life. Nothing against them. I hope that they can improve it and become, quote unquote, less weird. But my point is, just because you're chivalrous and you're a gentleman doesn't make you weird. 
Like I consider myself personally, not to make it about me, but I am very chivalrous. I am a gentleman. I'm very giving and caring and loving. I don't find myself weird. <laughs> to be honest with you, I give advice. I give advice on how to talk to women, and even more so, how to be yourself and be goofy. Like I'm not a boring person. Maybe at one point I was, but I've definitely broken out of that shell and become a new version of myself. So no, you do not have to be like a straight arrow just because you're a nice person. You don't have to be weird or socially awkward or not fun, not live life on the edge. You can be all those things and be a good, loving person. There's no barrier between the two saying you can either be one or the other. Absolutely not. You can be an uh, intertwined version of both. I guess that's the way that I would say it. Absolutely. And I've met plenty of people like that. So I don't like the idea that it gets so put down um, because people like tag this negative connotation towards it. So it's really not a negative thing. It's a very positive thing. But I think that's the biggest problem with our society, especially kids, I'd say ranging from the ages of, you know, now because kids are exposed to so much at such a young age, 12 to 18, maybe up even into the college years where you're 18 to 22, 23. You know, if you're in that that lifestyle, that partying lifestyle, that frat lifestyle, that sorority lifestyle, where there is a lot of dating going on, there's a lot of sleeping around going on, not in a negative way. I'm just saying it's pretty typical, especially in that in that atmosphere. But getting away from the point, my point is because it's become a social norm and because it stems down from brothers, sisters that are older than us, it's become normalized. And the fact that it's become normalized, it even gets pushed out more if you are chivalrous. Because as a guy, I can tell you other guys, this is what I love is pattern recognition and understanding why we do psychologically. So I dive deep into this stuff. As a man, right, when you see, let's just say, use an example of the man that has a bruised ego, is not secure with himself, is not in tune with his feminine side, meaning that he's not able to relate to women very well. He can't tap into his emotions and be vulnerable and empathetic towards others not just right not just women but everyone when there's a guy like that and he sees a man that is in tune with himself emotionally can give back is loving is caring can be vulnerable in a very mature manner that guy that's insecure is going to eat away at you and beat you down because he's very envious of what you have he wishes that's what he had he wishes that he was able to relate to women he wishes he had all those things But rather than acknowledging it and giving you recognition and props for it, he's going to put it down because he knows that he doesn't have it. It's very common in today's day and age. And I think a lot of it's subconscious. I think a lot of guys don't even understand why they're doing it. And they want to be able to do those things. They just don't understand how. So rather than change, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. And they're going to do what? They're going to tag on to the social norm because that's what's cool. That's what's normal. That's what everyone is doing. Why not do that? We're followers, right? We like being comfortable as humans. It's our nature. So rather than branching out and being the weird guy, quote unquote, I'll keep saying that. Let's just do what everyone else is doing. Let's just join the crowd, right? And that's the problem. That's where it lies. And that goes much, much deeper. But that's just a very brief example of why a lot of men beat other men down, not physically, well, maybe some of them, but (laughs) mentally, and are very rude and put a negative a very negative connotation towards being a gentleman because they can't do it themselves so rather than them leveling themselves up and doing that and working on themselves let's beat it down right it's no different than 
in a dating situation, right? Where <clears throat> man or woman, if you, let's just say you find a person that you really like, but maybe yourself, you have not healed properly from your past relationships. You haven't healed properly from your dating life. And you feel like your values, your standards, what you deserve is very low. And so if you meet someone that is giving you the time of day, is caring for you, is loving for you, can be vulnerable, is getting you to open up and be vulnerable, rather than you accepting that and going, wow, this is an amazing person. Let me work on myself that I, so that I can be with them. No, no, no. Again, it's going to go back to comfort. You're going to run from that and you're going to go, let me find something easier. Let me settle because that's what I deserve, right? So it's, you know, it's very much the same psychologically. We do the, it's, it's a pattern in our society. Like I said, we chase comfort. So if we don't know what we deserve, we're going to run to it. That's why when people ask me, how do you gain perspective? How do you become more confident? A lot of it is just getting into situations that are uncomfortable, doing things that you don't want to do so that you can expand your horizons. Because on the other side of that, that uncomfortable situation, that's the thing that you do not want to go through. That failure is a better version of you, but you have to go through that. That's the whole point and that, that people miss. They see the end game, right? They see, okay, this person is so confident. How did they do this? I want it. But they don't want to go through the trials and the errors and the fuck-ups and the oh shucks, you know, the things you do not want to go through. It's not easy, but it becomes a be- you become a better version of yourself on the other side of that. Now, I think all change, I probably should have started with this, but what, what does all change start with? I think that's what we need to, I th- like that's the starting point, right? So I think that all change starts with recognition and acknowledgement that something is wrong. I think you first have to establish that. And it's at that point you can find systematic processes of how to fix the issues or, uh, or issue at hand, right? But if you never acknowledge it and understand what the hell is going on, we can't come up with processes to actually implement to fix those problems. So what is the problem at hand with why people aren't chivalrous and why we can't be caring and loving and, and, and gentlemanly? And it's not just that. It's women too. Can, can more women be caring, be generous, be loving towards everyone, not just men, and make that the norm? How do we do that? Because that is the problem. And for me, I think that <laughs> I think that starts with love, honestly, like inherently loving every single person around you and being empathetic, whether you agree with their value system, whatever religion they believe in, their color, their race or their creed, whether that is something that you have, you believe in that you are or not, you should not put people down for that. You should not tell people that they are not equal to you because you don't believe in the same thing. That is the problem in our society, especially. In America, mostly. Mentally, we are the worst country in the world. Right? We're one of the least happy countries in the world. Out of any place in the world, America, the greatest country in the world, quote unquote, we are that sad, we are that miserable. Like, what is wrong there? Right? We're not doing things properly, especially when it comes to mental health. I've done enough studying at this point. I know I'll say the statistic again, 70% of Americans are supposed to be on prescribed medication. I put the supposed to in quotations because you can't see me. That's not the answer. The answer is we work on our internal values. How do we improve as people? How do we become happier? How do we become more fulfilled? What is the process for that? And the process for that is improving yourself. It's not easy. It takes time. But in doing so, if we all worked on that, we would have a better world overall. We would learn how to treat each other better. We would love one another properly. 
And I think those three things right there alone will teach us how to be more chivalrous, how to be more caring, how to be more gentlemanly as a woman, how to treat a man better. That overall will, will basically snowball into better relationships, better value systems, happier people in our world in general, especially in America, less medication, right? Less suicides, less kids in school being bullied. I think that is our answer right there, right? But like I said, it starts with an acknowledgement. We have to understand that we are fucking up somewhere because we are 100% fucking up. And I'm sorry for my language, but this is a very serious matter and something that is taken too lightly. I'll give you a very brief example. I was watching a podcast today. Well, it was an interview live at one point, and then it was uploaded. Um, It was a very good interview with, uh, blink on his name. It's, he played in the NFL. His name's Jared. I forget his last name. It starts with an O. I'll remind you guys later if you want to watch this. Very intelligent human being. And when he, during his time in the NFL, he couldn't speak up on his beliefs because you can't, you don't have freedom to do so. It's a business. You only have so much freedom of speech when you're in a league like the NFL, the NBA, any professional sporting business. There's only certain things that you can say. If you can't agree to those things, you will not play in that league. Unfortunately, that is the truth. So when he left the league um, is when he really started to speak out. And he has a middle ground, right? He's half black, half white. So he can really see things from a lens of both sides. And I think he's definitely done so in a very proper manner. I don't agree with everything that he says. But like I said, he's very witty. He knows what this country needs. He's having an impact on it. He's reading. He's writing articles currently. He's doing things to change the way that our systems are run. But more importantly, the act on racism, systemic racism. And my point in saying this is this is where the problem lies. During the interview, he's talking about systemic racism, a man of color talking about systemic racism and how to solve it. And during that interview, they zoom out into the crowd and you can see multiple college students. There's probably, I don't know, 500, 600 kids in this room. You can see multiple of them on their phones, not paying attention to what the hell is going on, laughing, yawning. We don't give a shit. We say we care. We say we want change, but we don't care. We really don't. It's about us. It's about me, me, me. Or we solve the problem very short term, but not the long term. And that's not how things get solved. That's not how we make change. Right? Like I said, we have to put systems in place to actually make a long term effect. And it's going to take white people, not just black people. It's going to take white people coming together and saying, how do we understand where these people are coming from? Right? People of color. How do we understand what they're feeling, what they've gone through? We may never go through it. That's 100% fine. Can we understand at least where they're coming from, though, and genuinely give a shit and put forth the effort to make change? Because it's not just black people. It's not just white people. It's a whole. It's a collective. It takes every single person. And that's getting off the topic of chivalry and dating, but it's going right back to how do we become a better country? How do we become happier? How do we become more fulfilled overall? And I think that's what's most important. So that was just a very brief example of the fact that we say we care. We say we want change. We say we want to do things better. And we want to prove ourselves. But when the time comes, you can't even pay attention during an interview with a black man talking about systemic racism in America. That's not really showing that you care, in my opinion. And same goes for, for, for dating, being chivalrous, and, 
and a gentleman or, or a woman caring about a man, right? We say we want to change. We say we want to do things better. But when the time comes, do we do so? I don't think so. I see it on a daily basis of how men treat women and how women treat men. We're not making change. I'm not saying it's easy. But like I said, it takes recognition and acknowledgement that something is wrong. And then we have to improve ourselves. It's not going to happen overnight. By no means am I saying this is an easy process. I don't think it's an easy process for myself personally. I don't think it's been an easy process to get to the point of where I'm at mentally. At all. At all. I'm not undermining what it takes to get to that level of of happiness and fulfillment as a country as a whole. Okay? It's going to take a very long time. It's going to take years and years and years and years and years. But how do we chip away at it? And that is my point of this. So, I know there's a lot to pick apart. But I'm getting so sick of seeing people post the same stuff on social media whether it be on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, on anything about how they've been treated in a relationship, how they've been treated in general. And it's really starting to piss me off. And I'm not a very serious person when I do this stuff, but I'm being very serious right now. We need to make a change. And I will start that for everyone that listens to me and everyone that supports me. I will be the starter of that and I will do everything that I can to push that message. But it's not going to just start with me. Well, to start with me, shit, I'll start it, but <laughs> I need help, right? It, it takes, like I said, it takes every single one of us being willing to make that impact, being willing to start a movement, right? So, yeah, I, I was definitely not expecting to get that heated about that, but like I said, it's it's important, and it's something that's definitely being overlooked, and we say we want to change, but... Like I said, when it comes down to the time to do so, we're not acting as if we want to make the change. So that's where I stand on that. And going back to, you know, the, the chivalry thing and and uh, and love and being gentlemanly, just on a guy's perspective, I want to talk to you women real quick about when you receive that love, when you receive that gentlemanly, that caring, that chivalrous guy. I want you to understand that subconsciously what a lot of women do is when they get that they push it away and they reject it and it can be for numerous amount of reasons but i'm talking about i'm not talking about if you don't like the guy if you're not into the guy sexually if you don't feel like you can click that's not what i mean my point is when a woman finds a guy and they go holy shit this guy's amazing this might be the guy of my dreams this might be the best guy i've ever met in my life but subconsciously you push him away and you reject him what is the reasoning behind that Rather than you just doing that, I think you just take a step back and analyze it and write down your thoughts on it of why am I doing this? And I think more often than not, your answer is going to be that you're not prepared for it. But I really encourage you, if you find, for one, I encourage you not to go out and start dating if you haven't healed properly. Because number one, you're never going to be open to be loved properly. And number two, you're never going to be able to give yourself fully and love someone else you can't you're not emotionally there you're not emotionally ready so work on yourself if you have been through a toxic situation a bad dating experience if you're coming out of a long-term relationship whatever that may be for you work through that process first secondly if you do find that guy rather than running from it just because it's it's not normal for you and it's weird and it feels uncomfortable push through that 
that is my recommendation to you. Push through that uncomfort. Push through that um, that lack of normality. I guess that's the word I'm looking for because it is so unnormal for a lot of us. Push through that. And I think on the other side of that, you'll be so grateful that you did. That you did. Because you're going to be like, wow, this is a person that actually cares about me for who I am inherently, not just my looks or the way I dress or any of those things. He, like, he cares about who I am as a person in my heart, and he wants to support me for who I am. And that's rare. I'm telling you, it's so rare that you will come by that. And that's why I'm imploring to you that you do not push it away. Because there's very few people like that left in this world. If you find one, rather than pushing it away, please embrace it. And if it doesn't work out down the road, so be it. But at least you'll know that you gave it a shot. And you didn't just ghost the person or you didn't <laughs> push them away for no reason, whether it be conscious or subconscious. Give them an opportunity. And this goes for men too. It's not just women. But I want to talk specifically to the women because psychologically they handle it differently than a guy does. A guy, when he finds that girl, because I've, I've, in my life I've felt like I've found that girl before, I go, holy shit, like I, I found the girl I see my future with her. She's everything that I thought I wouldn't find in a woman. Let me hold on to her. That's a guy's standpoint, right? But men can, most men can only focus on one thing where women can focus on a whole bunch of things at once. And I think that's where it lies is a guy focused so hard on the fact that he found that girl. So all his attention goes towards it and goes, okay, let me not run from it. Let me grab onto it. Whereas a woman's thinking about a thousand things, and like I said, subconsciously, she doesn't know what to do. So rather than grabbing onto it and growing with it and having that experience, she runs from it, whether she knows it or not. So both men and women, I'm imploring you, if you find that person, please, please, please hold on to them and go through that experience. I think you'll be very grateful that you did. And more often than not, I think you will come out on the other side with that person in a long-term relationship. Just from enough studying, enough psychology, enough pattern recognition, you will know this if you do your homework okay so that was very fun for me to talk about i probably sounds weird you guys probably think i'm a nerd but this is the stuff that i love to talk about like i keep telling you guys i really want to have an impact on this world and i love doing dating stuff i love doing psychologically or diving more deep psychologically into why we do what we do when we date why do we respond the way we do? Why, as a society, have we created these standards and these normalities towards uh, ghosting, cheating, um, the way we treat people? Like I said, just these these things that have become just, just standards overall. Why do we do those things? That's the stuff that's fun for me to break down and understand why are we doing it? How do we change it? Because I want to be the change. I want to be the person that says this is not normal, right? Let's go back to... I don't want to say the 50s because a lot of men used to beat their wives and there was obviously like you can dive really deep into men looking at women on a much lower value system saying, you know, go make me food, go clean the house where you stay home and I go work. That's not what I'm talking about. That is a very flawed relationship, a very flawed system, a very flawed society. What I am saying is let's take back to the gentleman age, the chivalrous age and apply that to what we are now as a country because it's not the same as it was 10 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, right? We have to adjust and keep growing, 
but let's bring those values because they are good values back to our world and make it normal again. Please push that narrative. All right. I think that's all I have to say about that. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I want to end with, because I talked a little bit about perspective. Everyone always asks me, you know, how do you, how did you form the mindset that you have? How do you become more caring, but more importantly that I get, uh, not more importantly, but this is the question that I get the most is how do you stop giving a shit what people think? How do you become so confident? And my simple, simple answer, there's a lot that goes into it, but one of the most simple things you can do is gain perspective. And there's a lot of ways to do so. For me personally, um, a great way to do that is one is traveling and I haven't done a whole lot of traveling. I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, I've been to different States, but I haven't been out of the country very much. But that's a great way to do it because you get a taste of different cultures, different people, how different um, how different countries do things, right? Just outside of America because the way we do things is not very good in most cases. Some things are good that we do, but that's a great way. Another really good way, something that you can do no matter where you live, in my opinion, is talking to people that are older than you. And I'm not talking like 30s or 40s. I mean, that's great too. You can learn from those people. But I'm talking people that are like 70, 80, 90, 100. Because those people have lived a lot more life than you have. They've been through a lot of experience and they've seen the change from, you know, I look at my grandma who was born in uh, 1937, I believe. Somewhere around there, 1940 maybe. Growing up from 1940 to 2020, can you imagine mentally what that change and that that shift is for you? Seeing no television to now we have, you know, 85-inch flat screens, massive theater rooms, all these crazy changes in technology. The fact that back then we barely had working cars, and now we have Teslas and all these electrical vehicles and just it's just insane to me. So Talk to those people because they have so much perspective and they have so much um, more knowledge to give because they've lived through more life. I guess that's the way to say it. So pick their brain. Ask them questions. It's a really good way to – when you talk to multiple of them, go, okay, well, this is where they screwed up. This is the thing they did that they did well. Let me apply that. And that's what I did. You know, I used to work at a rec center when I was 16, 17, 18. And I talked to a lot of older people because there was a senior center attached to the rec center. And so I would pick their brains and they, a lot of them will project their lives onto you and what they wish they would have done. And that's a good way to learn too. But literally just pick their brain and listen to everything they have to say. It's a great way to do it. Even more importantly though, and I've talked about this, this is what I do in my meditations, is I'll ask myself at the end of my meditation once I feel like I'm the most calm and I've gone through my processes is... If I were to die tomorrow, how would I want to live my life today? And I, I, I always tell you guys, when you can come from a, a, a mindset of that, it's no longer that you're living in fear, but rather that you're living every moment to the fullest. And you're doing everything you can to appreciate all the little things around you on a daily basis. And you will start to treat people on a much different level than you ever have. And it will be subconscious. If you do that practice every single day and you tell yourself, if I were to die tomorrow, how would I want to live my life today? I promise you, you'll be so much more grateful and you will do things that you've never done before. Another really good one, just to give you some perspective, this one's a little more negative, but it comes from a place of fear rather, is, you know, I just thought about this today when I was driving home like, and just all day today when I was driving. I could die in a car crash in three minutes and be dead. 
And I know to a lot of people, it's like, why would you think like that? Hear me out. I could die in a car crash in three minutes, maybe three hours, and I would be dead. So should you live your life like that in a state of fear? No, absolutely not. But you should you, you should live your life, excuse me, in a state of bliss and true pre- appreciation for the present moment because that's all we have, right? It's not about five minutes from now, ten minutes from now, oh, next week, next month. No, 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 no. Focus on today and how you can be the best version of yourself. And when you do that and you compound that over time, you will be so much happier, but you will also be so much further in life because you're not living your life in the past. You're not living your life in the future. You're present and in this moment because this moment is all that we really have. So live your, live your life through that mind frame. That's my suggestion to you. That's what I would really, really suggest if you want to become more confident, gain more perspective, stop caring what people think, is understand that life is short and we need to appreciate the little things. All right. Last thing I want to conclude with is, number one, thank you to every single one of you that supported me. This podcast is doing really well and that makes me very happy. I get a lot of positive feedback telling me that it's impacting you guys. You guys are learning a lot. You're applying some of the stuff that I'm saying that means the world to me. And I appreciate it more than you know. So please, all I ask of you, I don't ask for you guys' money. Obviously, I have my sponsors. If you guys want to go support them, they're all linked in my TikTok and my Instagram. I appreciate that. But what's more important to me personally is that you guys just share this. Whether it be with one person or five people. Share it. Get the word out. That's how we're going to make a change overall, as I said. It's not just one person. It takes everyone. Last thing is, I have officially started my coaching program. If that is something that you're interested in, again, I'm not going to push it on you. But if you want to be a part of it, it's going to start with group calls, which is going to be over Zoom. On those, we're going to start with certain topics. Every week, we'll we'll figure out what topics we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about that overall as the group. And then we're going to pick it apart. I'm going to answer questions for you guys. And it'll be, I think the group setting will be good because you guys can feed off of each other. And you can feed off of me as well, obviously. But on the one-on-one calls, it's obviously going to be more tailored to you and what your problems are, whether that be dating or you just want to get on track in life, whatever it is. And then as I diversify that, it's going to become more where you can do group packages and one-on-one. Like you can kind of pick and select what you want rather than just doing one. So I'm having the website made. And once that's made, it's going to be easier to do those things. And I'll have a bunch of different packages that you can choose from, monthly subscriptions. But if you are interested, like I said, go ahead and DM me on Instagram. Just type the word interested and then your email down below. I will add you to the email. I already sent out the first wave of emails to about 30 people. And I've had more people join since then. So if you want to be part of that, let me know. I'll send out that email to you and I will send you all the information regarding coaching. With that said, I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. Please please, please try some of the stuff that I just talked about with the perspective, with the meditation. I think it'll help you out a ton. Love you. Go spread some positivity and know your worth. Peace out, guys.